Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Big Friends Podcast. My name is Valerie Molyneux, President and CEO of Big Friends Vitiligo Support Community. We are a nationally recognized support organization. We're delighted to come to you uh, with our show. My show is entitled The Journey with Vitiligo, where I interview members of our community as they share with us their journey of living with vitiligo. Our shows are being sponsored by My Vitiligo's team. And right now I ask that you sit back, relax, and enjoy my show. Thank you. Well, hello and welcome. This is Valerie Molyneux, President, Founder, CEO of Vit Friends Vitiligo Support Group. We are a vitiligo community throughout the U.S. with some national, uh, with some international connections as well. We want to say special greetings to our friends there in Cuba, Vit Amigos, the Spanish word for Vit Friends out there in Cuba. Greetings and happy Vitiligo Awareness Month to you all. To George, our dear friend, uh, we send you our greetings. We think about you. I am so honored um, to reconnect with my dear friend, um, uh, author this month, Natasia, out of New York City. Uh, we had a call scheduled for yesterday. Uh, We had some microphone issues, and so we apologize to you for that, but today we're not going to delay. I want to just jump right in and try to complete our conversation. So we just trust that you're ready for us, and I welcome now Natasia out of New York City. Are you there? Hi. Good afternoon. Yes, I'm here. How are you today? I'm okay. Can't complain. Wonderful. Thank you for your patience and your understanding. Technology is strange, and they have a mind of their own. We are on today. Yes. Well, I don't (laughs) want to... Go ahead. What are you saying? Are you saying something? No, I didn't say anything. Okay, so let's try to catch up from where we were and just a little recap. You were first, from my notes I took yesterday, you were diagnosed first at age seven. Um, you've had it now over 30 years. And one thing I was impressed with is the fact that you said you had a strong support system. You knew something about vitiligo because you had an aunt with the condition, may she rest in peace, but you had um, support system, you became popular in school. So let's pick up a little from um, when did you start writing and how did that come about? I've actually been writing, uh, I want to say since I've been about maybe 10, I, I received a journal, maybe it was for Christmas or something like that. So I started to write poetry, and then I went through a stage where I thought I wanted to do music, so I would write music, 
And then I just started to just write little short stories and short films, and it just became something that I just did as a hobby, mm. pretty much. Okay, okay. You know what, before we even go on, because I want all the details about your book and how many books you have, but one of the things we didn't touch touch on yesterday was from seven years old, had you tried any kind of treatment? Could you talk a little about treatments that you've tried? Uh, yes. So uh, I was, I can't remember the exact age. I might have been maybe about eight or something like that, but I tried uh, this ultraviolet uh, treatment where I would have to go and take a pill. It was this really big pill, oversized, and every time I took it, I would get sick. And I would have to go and take that a few hours before the treatment. And when I would get out of this, it was like an oversized box, almost like a refrigerator it looked like. And when wow. you get inside, you can't open your eyes because you can be blinded. So I would get in, and they started me off with 30 seconds. And then the next treatment would be one minute. I think I went all the way up to maybe about three minutes at one point. And then when you get out of the box, you have to put on these oversized shades. And then it was during school hours, so I would have to have my appointments in the morning and then go to school afterwards. And that became another issue dealing with bullies because, you know, not only is it the skin now, now they're like, why do you have these shades on? And then... I can't take them off because I can be blinded. So I just was in a really, really tough space. And then at one point I just told my mom, like, I don't want to do this anymore. And she supported me 100%. And you see, Natasia, why this um, telling these stories for the last 10 years is so important. People have no clue what we go through. And Right. That touches me to the core that here you are, a little girl, having to go through that. Oh, my God. What would you say to a parent out there who's preparing? I know things have changed a bit, but what would you say to a parent? I would definitely say talk with your children. Find out what it is that they really want because, of course, the doctors are going to tell you about 100 treatments because over the years, of course, there are so many other treatments that they have now. But I just believe that the child should be given a choice. I think back then, you know, when the doctor did tell us what we I did go into it really open-mindedly because, mm-hmm. of course, like I didn't want to have the skin condition. I, I would constantly ask, like, God, like, why did you do this to me? Right. So I had this hope, like, okay, if I do this treatment, you know, I'll be better. I'll be, you know, I'll get my skin color back and then mm-hmm. I can have a normal life. And it just, it wasn't for me. And I just think I'm so grateful again that like my mom and my dad and everyone mm. in my life was 100% supportive and they didn't force me to continue it because I don't think that I would really be who I am today. And I've met yeah. people over the years uh, all over and they tell me sometimes like, how, you don't wear makeup? How can you do that? And I've met people older than me, younger than me, that they cover up on a daily basis. And mm-hmm. I have nothing against that. It's your choice. But yes. I do feel that if I didn't have that strong support system, mm-hmm. I might be covering up and I might not be 100% secure within who I am. So I'm and just a little so, grateful for that. That is so key to surviving 
to making it to living through this thing. You said something yeah. there just, that just um, ooh, ding me in the head when you said a normal life. What, hey, what is a normal life? You know, um, exactly. you are going through this, and to you, you want to go to school like a normal child with a normal life, but here you are with the shades on and all this stuff. You had to do all of this, and like you're saying, in yes. hopes that this thing would go away. But look at yes. you standing, yes. talking to me today, a survivor. Look at you. Look at you, girl. Look at you. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. So I had to go there. I had to finish that, that piece, and I'll come back to it, I'm sure, before the show is over. But let's talk. Let's go back to you. So you started with the writing poetry, and then you got yes. to writing little short things. So how many books do you have all together? So far, I have three children's books. So right now, this is the first one just came out. And the second and third one, I'm working on editing. And then I plan to put it out later on. Because I, what I really want for the book was for the children to grow with the character. Yeah. Good. Nice. I like that. Well, ladies and mm-hmm. gentlemen, let me introduce you to this um, book. The title of it is The Adventures of Cookie. Tell me, Natasia, is this book all about you? Most of it. It's basically, it's, most of it is my story. But, of course, some of the details, um, you know, are maybe a little made up. But pretty much how her life started, you know, going to her first day of school, and some of the people that she came across and the two best friends that she had, those are all very important details of my life. And that's pretty much where the character came from because, yeah. you know, when I started writing, I, I wanted someone to represent me, someone that would yeah. be a representation of me. So that's when yeah. I came up with that character. And I said that I would pretty much tell my story through her with different books. So every book will have some kind of aspect of my life. I, I, I love this. I totally, and I told you that, I totally love this book. I, listen, it doesn't take away from any of the other authors who, whose book we showcase as well. But this one just right. spoke to me as if you were sort of talking to me. Yours was on your cheek. Mine was on my thumb. Uh, but I love this line Thank on three. Cookie said, so that's you. Okay, Cookie yes. said, good morning, Mommy, Mrs. Martin. And listen, this touches me because my maiden name before marriage is Martin. So you know how much this means to me? You have no idea. Cookie said, good morning, <laughs> Mommy. Mrs. Martin then noticed a spot on Cookie's face and said, you know the rules. Brush your teeth and wash your face before breakfast. Cookie pleaded to her mom that she had done so, but still she was told to go back to the bathroom and do it properly. Speak a little bit about that paragraph. Uh, It it pretty much went just like that because my mom was very serious about hygiene. She still is. So, of course, it was, you know, get up in the morning and stick to your regular routine, uh, brush your teeth, wash your face, and then come to breakfast, and she always made, you know, some of my favorite breakfasts, and that spot was there, and it just, like, she's like, go and clean it, and I'm like, I did, and I'm scrubbing it, and I'm scrubbing it, and it turned red, 
And then mm. I'm like, Mom, like, it's, it's not coming off. And then, like, you know, just like I said in the book, we used some ointments, and then over time it just started to spread more. That's where it first really started, around my mouth. And mm. that's when she was like, okay, we have to get you an appointment with a dermatologist. I love the appointment with the the uh, <laughs> the appointment with the dermatologist. You titled this this chapter "Off to See the Wizard." Talk a little about that. Yeah, <laughs> I just felt like uh, that was exactly what we were going to do because we we didn't have any idea on what we were in for. You know, we didn't know what it was. So I just felt like that was just one little adventure that. I would be experienced, and that's kind of why I named the book The Adventures of Cookie, because every day it was some kind of adventure, and in my mind, I used to try to tell myself it was something else just to get me to go, because who really wants to go to the doctor as a child? So I would just say, okay, off to see the wizard. I, I love it. I love it. And the, there's, so, there's so many pieces, I tell you, that jumps out. Um you know, talk about the parent conference because here you were, and any child listening to this, because we have our pen pal patch children's department has about 186 kids, our teens group is out there, and we want them to hear this. Stressing about your vitiligo or anything for that matter can affect your grades. So as you talk in this yeah. chapter about Parent Teachers Day, talk a little bit about what you were experiencing, what you were feeling as a child, and how it affected you to the point of affecting your grades and writing this chapter. Go ahead. Okay, so that was uh, pretty much a point in my life where I love to read, I love to write, I loved all my classes, but it just became really hard because there were points where, like, they would call me 101 Dalmatian and kids would actually come to school with dog food and throw it at me. And it was just really a lot. So it just, it really made me shut down. And I honestly, at first, I didn't talk about it how I should have with my parents. I was very um, much to myself. I would just keep it to myself. I would write in my journals. But they they started to find out because my grades were being affected. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes even the teachers and the guidance counselors and I don't even think at that time they really even knew how to handle the situation. Right. So it, it really did affect my grades, but I thank God that my, my parents met with these guidance counselors and teachers, and they came up with a plan, and they really helped me get it back together and get my grades back up to where they really should have been. That's good. That's good. Um, you know, you talk about calling you names and all of that. That was, you know, you still here on page 25. You talk about calling you black and white, 101 Dalmatian, Oreos, and cow. And it's, this is what we want the world to know, why we are striving for recognition and for a National Vitiligo Act is so that people can get a clear understanding, not from one group, two groups, making it and put a national stamp on this condition, not counting it as a mere uh, pimple or cosmetic issue. It's a condition right. that needs to be addressed. Education needs to happen from pre-kindergarten so that these names are not called. Yeah. 
there was one section, and I can't seem to find it, but you'll remind me, and that hit me when someone, a boy called you, oh, when you walked in the cafeteria or something, and a group of them called you, um, they were saying, moo for the cow. Talk about that. Right. I can't find it right now. Oh, not, it. To be honest, and I'm going to be honest with you, I'm 36. I'll be 37 next week, and I still hear that sometimes. So, wow. you know, things really haven't changed as much as people think, but it pretty much went where it, wherever I would go. That was one of the main names that they would call me as a cow. So wow. anytime I would walk by, a, if they didn't want to get in trouble, they didn't want teachers to hear it, they would just, you know, they'll just say move really low, but, you know, mm. they would hear it. And it was mm. just, it, like I said, it was really hard. It was very disturbing because it would be like, I just want to sit with you guys at the lunch table. I just want to play, you know, in the playground yeah. with everyone. Yeah. And there was oftentimes even where people would be scared to touch me, like like they think it's contagious. Mm. Mm. And that's why it's so, yeah. We have to educate the masses. This is crazy. Has to stop. It's, yes. In our lifetime. I found the page yes. I'm looking for. Page 24. Once they they were in the cafeteria, the jokes really began. As they were walking to the lunch line, they could hear all the snickering. That's you and your friends. Could hear all the snicker, snickering and all the sound effects. At one table, a few other students were making the sound a cow would make. They all, all they would hear was moo. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. This is what, oh, how did you feel? Talk about the, the emotional toll of that. I felt very small. I felt, Ooh. even though I had my friends with me, because, like I said, like I always had a group of people that would stand up for me and they were right behind me. But mm-hmm. inside, I, I didn't have that strong, like I, I didn't feel strong at, at those moments at all. I felt very much defeated. I felt very ugly. That's one of the main things I would always feel when I was mm-hmm. young and when I first got the condition. You feel ugly. And yeah. a lot of people were there to remind you, hey, you're ugly. And, you know, I just wish that I knew then what I know now, that I wasn't ugly at all. And it just was them not knowing and not being aware of vitiligo and what it means. And even the bullying, what that does to, to kids, what it does to adults, what it does to anyone, it just shouldn't be done. And I just feel like the more people know about it, the more we can have hope for everyone else. Absolutely. Absolutely. Totally agree. And to that story, I can add this story. I got a call two years ago, maybe, from one of our uh, members out in North Carolina saying, do you have any books? Because we had a child there in the the school that was being bullied. And listen, you're talking to someone who just spent 20 years as a kindergarten teacher. I know what that bullying is like for children right. who don't have little I go. I was in a pretty, uh, a predominantly all-white school, so there might be two kids in my class, black children. And I have heard on the playground, you can't swing on this. They didn't bring in any color or whatever, wow. but whatever the case may be. This is why we're reading these books. This is why we're buying a collection of books from all these authors is because 
when I heard about that child in North Carolina, I said to the leader, can you do me a favor? I'm going to send you two books. One, you read to the class. One, please wrap it nicely for me, put a bow on it, and present it to that child. When that child, they read the book to the class, little kids were asking questions and engaged. But at the end, she presented that child with this book wrapped in paper, and she said, Valerie, her face lit up. And that child's life, two years later, that's a changed child. And that's why Valerie and Bit Friends, whether my group have the money to buy the books or not, I am buying these books to send them out. So far, we've sent about 60 books to 60 um, students across the United States. So your book, I'm getting about half a dozen of them already I need from you. They're going to be going places. And we're hoping that your book and others can help to change the tide for people with vitiligo. Our children are suffering. Yes. I agree. I agree. That's amazing. That you you uh, you experienced uh, game day. Talk about game day and the ended. I love the end of game day. Talk a little and tell our audience about game day on page twenty six. It's the only little chapter. It says game game face game day. Talk a little about this chapter. So that was uh, pretty much. Uh, some of it is is true and some of it is just a little made up. But sure. it was pretty much where I can say that was the day that I decided that I was going to stand up for myself and that I was no longer going to let anybody bully me or make me enough feel small already. again. Enough, yeah. And, yeah, enough was enough. And I can just hear my parents and sisters in my head telling me, you need to stand up for yourself. And that was exactly what I did. I was, you know, I had all that uh excitement in me because I was excited about it being game day and mm-hmm. it was just like, okay, I got it, you know? So I was riled up and then they caught me and they just caught me at the wrong time for them, the right time for me. And I just said, no more, this is it. And I, I can say since then, like I said, I just feel like it kind of changed the dynamic of the other kids. They started to see, wow, like she said, she stood up for herself and I wasn't bullied as much. It never really ended, but it right. wasn't as bad as it was. Right. That was good. I love that piece very much. Um, the, the boldness, the courageous, Thank you so much. courageousness of you standing up, whether you won the trophy or not. Um, you stood up for yourself. Right. Made a difference, you know. And that's the encouragement that we want kids to get from your story. And I love yeah. the, the, the very last part where. You got this chance to stand up in the mirror and look at yourself. After that accomplishment, finally see beauty. Talk a little about that. That's beautiful. Who are you seeing? I just wanted, at that point, I just wanted, especially everyone who reads the book, whether they're a child, an adult, whether whatever issues that they're dealing with, I just wanted them to look in the mirror and just tell themselves and just know that they're beautiful no matter what, whether it's a skin condition, whatever it is that you're dealing with, because we know life can be really hard. And like I said, even as an adult, I still hear the snickering. I still hear the sounds. There's still children who point and adults who ask crazy questions. We won't even go there with the questions. And it's just like, you have to know that you're beautiful. You have to feel it. That's why I just, at that, that last 
statement. I just want everybody to just look in the mirror and just tell themselves, like, you're beautiful inside and out and just never be defeated again. Well, I'm going to tell you, um, I again, I said it. We have a collection of books, and, I, and I'm just wanting to say that this one touched me hot and deep in my soul because it's, it, 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 Thank it's, you. it's such a powerful, powerful story. Um, and my family, uh, my family's name is Martin. So you you caught me on every level. Um, I'm <laughs> going to tell you now. I'm going to speak to our children's director, uh, but we need to set up an invitation for you to come on Facebook Live and read this book to the audience. I I know that today in our short time together we can't do it justice. But would you please right. say yes to coming on? Would you do that? Yes. Yes, yes, of course. And I also wanted to let you know, um, I guess we'll we'll talk about this later, but I have a few books that I would like to donate as well. So oh that you goodness. can send, you know, all over. Oh so we'll we'll discuss that as well. Absolutely. This this is what we're talking about because we wanna educate people and how are we going to do it? The the, the it's not in the curriculum, so we're gonna to have to bring in the books. And if you go onto our exactly. website we have a page called Read Across America. And we're asking if you are a parent with a child with vitiligo, and I'm saying it now like I'm saying it to you, if you are a parent with a child with vitiligo, please purchase one of these books. And if when you purchase the book, we're going to ask that you go into your child's classroom and read the book. And on this Read Across America page, you'll see now all of the pictures. We're collecting pictures. We got one as recent as yesterday from Priyanka from California, reading to a pre-kindergarten group outdoors in California yesterday, and it was placed on the site. So um, if you as well, Natasia, can read any public place that you can read and capture a a photograph for us, not with the children's faces, of course, but um, we're we're collecting those. We are collecting those. We want to educate the masses. Before you go, we had a good time, and thank God we were able to reconnect today, and your patience is so appreciated. But leave, if you would, with some words of encouragement for a mother out there with a child. The child may not be seven. I heard recently of one that's four months with vitiligo. Leave with your words some encouraging words for a mother that's going to be struggling what what should they do? What can you tell them to encourage them today? What what I can say is ever since I got the skin condition, there was something my mom used to say to me, and she always used to say she feels that when kids are born special or with any, you know, kind of situation or condition, that she always felt that God chose that parent because not everybody can deal with that. So... That stuck with me forever, and I just would like to tell all the parents out there, mother or father, just love your child, encourage them constantly, constantly support them, ask them what it is that they want as far as these treatments and things of that sort, and just love on them. Well, that's all we need is love, love and support, and it it goes a long way. Yes. Well, we thank you, Arthur, Natasia, for coming on, for doing this 
from the time I saw you posting this book online, I, I, I it captured me somehow. It, it grabbed a hold of me, and I'm glad that we connected and was able to do this. We're going to set you up, like I said, to first of all, to read to our children. They got to hear this. And so okay. we'll do it sometime. This is, of course, a busy week for us as we celebrate World Vitiligo Day and yeah. uh, all the functions <laughs> and the things that's happening throughout. But um, we'll get in touch with you July or August, hopefully sometime, at least before kids go back to school. We want you, the author, for the kids to hear your voice okay. telling your story. Okay. Thank you. I look Thank forward you. to that. Words. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I really had a good time. My and pleasure. I appreciate it. Thank you so My much. My pleasure. God bless you. We have a group in New York. I don't know you. how much you know of it, and we pray that you'll connect with them. We're doing big things. Okay, I will. All right, God bless you. Stay well. Thank you. All right, likewise. Take care. Bye bye. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. My conversation with author Natasia Corderay. Um, the book is entitled "The Adventures of Cookie," and it's Cookie's first day at school. Book number one. We had a two-part series with this. Um, broadcast because of technical difficulties yesterday, but glad that we were able to complete it today under the uh, World Vitiligo Weekend. Um, uh, You know, as we celebrate, I wanted to get this out there, and hopefully I can work with Lanai, the leader of the Pen Pal Patch, to make sure this author gets a chance to read live to our children. It's a wonderful book. so you get it in your hand. Um, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. If you know of any children struggling, please reach out to BitFriends at BitFriendsOrg at gmail.com, or you can always, always call our toll-free number, 844-374-3639. We're here to serve you. Please give us an opportunity to serve you. If there is a group in your state, uh, BitFriends have groups in various states, call us, ask us where they are. We can connect you. If no BitFriends group is in your state, we can also connect you with whatever group is in your state. And so we thank you for listening. We thank you for staying with us. Continue, if you will, to enjoy this Little I Go um, Awareness Month. Uh, It's quickly coming to a close, but we're going to celebrate it big as we come to the close, um, especially June 25th. Several bridges, uh, highway bridges in Massachusetts will be lit up. About eight bridges will be lit up uh, in Minnesota. Uh, About five or six will be lit up in Florida, Tampa, Lakeland, and several other, Orlando, and several other places will be lit up. These bridges will be lit up purple in honor of Vitiligo Day. Also in Charlotte and Raleigh, North Carolina, bridges will be lit up. I believe in Texas um, and several other places, but we're asking that you would pay attention um, most of us will be at the Vitiligo uh, conference this weekend. So if you can take pictures, 
and send them in to us or post them on BitFriends uh, Facebook page. We'll be so grateful and others can see them as well. Again, if you're not going to the conference, try, if you would, to capture for us some photos of those bridges all lit up in purple. We're so appreciative if you can do that. God bless you. Stay well. Stay safe. We're here for you. BitFriends at bitfriends.org. Or, again, our toll-free number is created just for you, 844-374-3639. Whatever questions can be answered, you can always select your what state you want to speak to. Every state has an extension available. And so this is all done for you. We're here to serve the community. God bless you. This is Valerie Molyneux, President, Founder, CEO of BitFriends. And our podcasts are being sponsored by my Vitiligo's team. Have a wonderful day. Stay well.